Hi, I'm Sophie. And my name's Laisha. Today is May 7th, 2020. So our topic today is the Diet Love Pass incident, mystery that's never been solved. Let's take it back to 1959, Soviet Russia. A 23-year-old ambitious hiker wanted to reach tier three of hiking skiing certification, the highest level of certification in the USSR. His name was Igor Dyatlov, and he banded together a group of nine other experienced hikers. They were all tier two hikers like him, and all but one were in their early 20s. They planned a 190 mile long expedition from the town of Vizhai to Gora Oratin, crossing the North Ural Mountains. Their route would take them on a path through Kohat Salki Mountain, aka the Dead Mountain. This, this path would later be named the Datlov Pass. They began their journey on January 23rd, taking trains and buses from Zverdlok to Vizhay, where they would start their ill-fated adventure on foot on January 28th. On their first day, one of the members, Yudin, decides to head home due to illness and joint pain. He didn't know at the time that his choice would save his life. Before Yudin left, though, Diet Love promised to send him a telegram upon the group's safe return around February 12th, although Diet Love himself predicted their trek would take longer. The group continued hiking, and on February 1st, they started their ascent through the Dead Mountain. They planned to cross it within a day and make camp on the other side, but the weather took a turn for the worse. With heavy winds, negative 13 degree temperatures, and a thick snowstorm reducing their visibility, they strayed off their course and headed near the top of Dead Mountain. Realizing their mistake, they decided to set up camp on the bare slope of the mountain. There was a forest a couple hundred feet downhill from them that would have offered them more shelter, but Dyatlov didn't want them to lose altitude. Let's fast forward to the week of February 12th, when Yudin awaited Dyatlov's telegram. Days passed with no telegram, but no one worried, because Dyatlov himself said the trek would take longer than expected. But on the 20th, the family started to worry and requested a search team. And then, on the 26th, the team found what was left of the hiker's campsite. So, they first encountered the group's tent. It was half-collapsed and covered in snow, but more importantly, it had a large gash, determined to be made from the inside. It also had the hikers' clothes, outwear, and most of their shoes still inside. They found eight or nine sets of footprints, some bare, some with socks, and some with a single shoe, all leading into the woods. After following the trail, they found two bodies under a tall tree, dressed in only underwear and socks. The tree had lots of broken branches, suggesting one of the people climb a tree to look for a tent. They then found three bodies in between the tent and the woods. It's assumed they were heading back to the tent. All five died of hypothermia. Makes sense, they were barely clothed in negative 13 degree weather. It took them over two months to find the other four bodies, and they were under 13 feet of snow. Now here is where it gets interesting. Three out of the four members were dressed appropriately for the weather, but they were wearing their dead group members' clothing and shoes. The one who wasn't died of hypothermia. But the other three died from horrible injuries. Two of them had severe chest trauma caused by a force comparable to a car crash but absolutely no associated external wounds. One of them had major skull damage, as his skull was caved in, but again, no external wounds. To 
add insult to injury, they were found missing eyes, tongues, lips, and pieces of their face and skull. But these gruesome injuries were post-mortem and more likely from an animal. There were also other weird things about the bodies. One of them, and only one of them, had extremely high levels of radiation on their shirt. Yeah, and they were all reported to have a deep orange tan, even though they were all the color of sheets when they left for the trip. Surprisingly, there was no evidence of an avalanche or a human attack whatsoever. In a recent reopening of the case, it was found that the DNA of one of the members didn't match any of his relatives. His skull matched post-World War II photos taken of him, but suspicions of an imposter living under his name since World War II arose. So, what do you think happened? That's up to you to figure out.